Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Friday morning. Time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. He's here, the one, the only, the realty expert, John Brodeen, and we'll talk with him right after this. What will tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, I'll if I do it this way. In this corner! Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, John? Good. How about you, John? Good, good, good. Uh, you've been, like, globe trotting. You've been skiing. You've been out somewhere in North Dakota that I've yeah. never heard of. Uh, what's new with you? Nothing. Uh, let's see. Yeah, ski trip was in December. That was yep. amazing. Yep. Um, no, this week I was out in Riverdale, North Dakota, which is out kind of by Garrison on uh, Lake Sakakawea. Oh, you're naming all these big cities in North Dakota. I, yep. I okay. had to Google where it was even at. But, <laughs> I've so, never even heard of yeah, it. <laughs> we, we had a leadership retreat for the state, oh. state board of realtors. I'm the president of the Ground Forks board. So oh, okay. All the people okay. on the board of directors for the state mm-hmm. um, went out there and kind of looked at the year coming up and figured out what our biggest priorities are for the year. And yep. It was fun though. Um, the Daryl, he's the guy who kind of spoke and led the thing. He does such a great job. Uh-huh. Um, so something that usually people would cringe at, he, he did such a good job and made it actually like yeah. pretty fun and engaging. Okay. So yeah. Uh, uh, this, how big is the town and were you there just one day or did you have to spend a night or what? No, I was there from Tuesday. I got there Tuesday. I got back yesterday. Okay. So, okay. um, one full day of meetings and then one half day of meetings, basically. Okay. Uh, All right. But, uh, yeah, there's probably only a couple hundred people there, if I had to mm-hmm. assume. Um, and, but, and they have motels yeah, in this town? Had, yeah, they have. Okay. Like, <laughs> at least two that I know of. Uh, How about a motel with a continental breakfast? Yeah. They, they had, this place really wasn't so bad, <laughs> okay. actually. It was it was an old high school that they transformed oh, into a, ho- into a sure, hotel. Sure, sure. Unique. It was like nothing I'd ever stayed at before. Okay. But wow, it was a fun adventure, kind of. It yeah, was good well, team building for the. Glad board. you made it back. Yeah, um, yeah, glad you made it back. Skiing was fun. Skiing was awesome. You didn't get hurt. Didn't no get broken hurt. bones. No, all good. All we right. Got great conditions. I couldn't ask for anything more out of the out of the ski trip. That awesome. Was, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I suppose we should talk about some realty yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard you guys talk about. Um, a move up home purchase, and mm-hmm. and I'm just assuming that means it's like trading in your car for a better, bigger car. I'm I'm assuming that, but that's a good that's a good summary. Okay, yeah. and I've also heard that this this move up home purchase is 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 it a little more complicated to do? And yeah. and fill me in on this because I'm I mean I'm just a I thought I was getting smarter at this stuff, but maybe I'm not. <laughs> yeah, a move up home purchase is when somebody yeah they trade in there. Their house, they, so they own a home already, and they need to upgrade mm-hmm. into something more expensive, something larger, something nicer, whatever it is. They're making a move up. They're getting out of maybe their first home or their second home and into a sure you know, maybe their forever home or whatever. Okay. Um, what makes it more complicated? So now you've got a home that you need to sell and a and a home that you need to buy. And so um, for a lot of people, you know, one way that it's going to be. The, the easiest way to do it is if you can buy your next home and you qualify for the mortgage without needing to sell your current home. So that'd be if you had pretty mm, high income sure, and your sure. debt to income ratio was great and you could afford both payments at once according to the bank. Okay. Um, now, this doesn't mean whether you'd be comfortable affording both payments at once. It would just mean could you get the loan right, right. and buy that 
second one without needing to sell the first one first. A lot. So we're not exactly going to cover that situation because that's pretty straightforward. You can kind of do it however you want. Mm-hmm. But so that's the first question you need to ask. You need to ask your lender: Can we afford to buy this new this new move up home with our current home? Could we afford to carry them both at once if we needed to? Um, would they approve you? If the answer is no, you've got some decisions you have to make. Um, the first thing you should do, no matter what you're going to do, is get your home ready to sell very early on. So if you've got some repairs you need to make, some little updates you want to do, some little um, some little cosmetic things that are going to pay off and help it sell faster, mm-hmm. um, some decluttering, getting rid of some old junk, putting some new carpet in, that sort of thing, get that done way in advance because that's one less headache that you want to add to your sure. plate when you're in the mix of this. Yeah, know? absolutely. So um, if you – so. We're considering here that you need to sell your home in order to buy the next one in order to qualify. Otherwise, you don't qualify for enough mortgage to purchase the type of home you want. Okay, So you've got a decision to make. Are you going to list your home first and, um, and then uh, you know, only begin shopping and making offers on your new home once you get an offer accepted on your home? And then you would coordinate the closing dates and you'd be making an offer saying, hey, it's subject to the successful closing of my home, but my home's already under contract. Okay. You have much more leverage to make offers this way. Um, So this is probably the option you're going to choose. And you need to talk to your realtor about this because you need some guidance on what's more appropriate based on the market conditions. If the market's hot, if it's more of a seller's market, you're more likely to take this route because if you were to do the other route, which we're going to talk about in a minute here, there's much less chance that a seller would take your offer. Okay. And so, or wait, which one did I cover? I got to go over this again. I'm spacing <laughs> out. Sorry, John. Okay. You had me mesmerized. I don't know. Yeah. No, okay. Number one is what you would do in a hot, in a hot market where you would list your home first, get mm-hmm. an offer accepted, and then begin shopping. Okay. So okay. all this would be is... Um, you'd be making offers subject to the successful closing of your home. Okay. Um, now the uh, and and when you accept an offer on your home, this is what I was trying to think of. When you accept an offer on your home, you would add something in there that says this is subject to us finding and closing on our home of choice. Yep. So yep. so you're listing your home for sale. You're taking offers. You're accepting an offer, but if you could never find the type of home that you want to close on, you could cancel this whole thing and it's going to be okay and you could stay in your house. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? Sure it does. Yeah. yeah. Option number two, this is more likely something you're going to look at as an option if you are in a buyer's market, in a more of a balanced market. This is when you begin shopping for a home first. This comes with a few more risks, but you're going to begin making an op- you know, you find a house you like that you want to get, mm-hmm. you make an offer contingent upon you listing and selling your home. Your home has not even been listed yet. It's much more of a gamble for a seller to accept an offer like this. And this isn't a done deal once they accept your offer, because if they got a different offer, they could, and you can't sell your house in time, they could kick you out and you're back to the drawing board and you got to oh, find something different. Sure. Right? Okay. So um, sellers in a buyer's market... Uh, where it's there's a lot of inventory and sellers are more desperate. Buyers aren't as desperate. Sellers are more likely to accept an offer that's contingent upon a home sale in that sort of market. In a, in a hot seller's market where there's very low inventory, buyers are more desperate. 
sellers have it made, sellers are much less likely to accept an offer that's contingent on a home sale because they're much more likely just to get an offer that has everything they want that doesn't sure. have a home sale contingency. So, um, yeah, with option number one, you list your house first and you get it sold first. Essentially, you get it under contract first. Option number two is you get the new house under contract first, and then you worry about selling your house. In either option, you need to have your home ready to go when the time comes. So that's something that you're going to need to do regardless. Um, and if you can afford the new home while still carrying the payment on your old home, that's the best scenario for you because you could go out and shop, make offers non-contingent, have a much stronger negotiating position. And then once you get an offer accepted, then you can list and sell your home. And you could, you know, if you wanted to really make it easy on yourself and you're fine with a higher payment for a couple months, you could already be moved into your new home and then sell your old home. So it's less hassle and less stress, but your income has to be pretty high and your debt has to be super low um, for that to work. It, it, a little more complicated. Yeah, um, this it, is a lot more complicated than, than just... Yeah, um, can I tell you about the unconventional way we got into our house? I might have told you this before. You, yeah, you've told me this before, and that you're the only time I've ever heard of this yeah. situation. But yes, share, <laughs> share it with the viewers, well, um, we We put an offer on a house, they took it. Uh, it was all contingent on us selling and uh, them finding a place mm-hmm. to buy. Um, we ended up selling our house. They still didn't have a place to buy, so it's like, well... What do we do? So we flip-flopped mortgages, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid theirs. They paid mine until they finally found a house. And uh, it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. And when it was all said and done, at first we thought it was a great deal. Um, but then it, it really wasn't because theirs was a lot more than mine. <laughs> but yeah, it was but for a couple of were months. Were you living in the house? No, we oh, were okay. not. So and, I could um, see something like that where, where like, if you were living in it yeah. and then you rented it from them. Yeah. I've never heard of it where they would pay your payment and you would pay theirs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess at the same time, they weren't shopping for other buyers at the time. No. So you basically paid a little bit to tie that thing up. Exactly. That's so, exactly it, what we did. Yeah. I mean, it was ours. We just weren't living there yet. It's creative. That's mm, what I'll yeah, say. Yeah. And it, and it probably worked out all right because it, it probably gave you a little bit more peace of mind saying like, hey, we can pay a little more just to have this thing tied up. Right, right. So essentially you pay the difference between you guys' mortgage payments. That's exactly what we did. And that was the fee you paid for them to tie it up for you yep. and not go find another buyer behind your back and rip right. off Right, because I, I think we bought... We bought in like February, mm-hmm. and and I think we actually got to move in in like June. Okay, so, they, so it was a couple they tied of months it up for a while. For yeah, you. yeah, and then then that also makes sense is because the longer they tie it up, the more you pay. And let's say you were able to get your place sold on month one, then you hardly paid anything, right? And there was right. hardly any strain on the seller for having to wait for very long. Yep. yep. So I mean, it's honestly kind of a fair way of doing things. Um, but yeah, it, if that house that you were trying to buy was listed by an agent they probably would be trying to sell it to somebody else the whole time because what if what if your house never sold? Yeah, exactly, right? right. So they took a bit of a gamble on you. Yep. Um, and, yeah, and it would all depend on market conditions and stuff too because what the right move is in a hot seller's market, like we've learned here today, is different than what the right move is in a hot buyer's market. Sure. Or I wouldn't even call it hot in a cold buyer's market. <laughs> yeah, and, and then know? this was funny because our house was on the market and we had people coming to look at it and my dog at the time had got locked into our bedroom. Oh, he had walked in and shut the door on himself and it was a French door, a nice door. We tried to dig his way out oh, of the bedroom. No. Uh, destroyed the carpet, the door, oh. uh, messed up the wall a little bit and we had people coming in like an hour that's to look at the sh- house. That's a showing nightmare right there. Um, they ended up buying it 
Wow. I told him it would Did all be fixed to, before. Told, it, oh, yeah. I had to fix, fix it all. Fix the door, but fix everything. the carpet. Yep. Oh, yep. And I almost fixed the dog. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there's there's just all kinds. Is that kinds. Rodney? Uh, no. This was, was uh, Yeah, this was uh, Junior. Okay. This was my Weimaraner I had. But, okay. Um, and again, you know, when we do these uh, Berkshire Hathaway podcasts, it, it's, you just learn something new all the time. Yeah. There's different scenarios. There's different things that can happen. A lot of the times when these things happen, you're never prepared for them. Mm-hmm. That's why it is so important to get a hold of you guys. Yeah, and the reason I decided to talk about this today is I think there's going to be a ton of move-up home buyers mm-hmm. in the market in 2024, especially if we see rates drop. Because you know how many of those people have been sitting on the sideline waiting for rates to drop? To oh, sure, oh, yeah. Home oh, yeah. Because right now, or in the past you know, year and a half, if they would have made a, even if they would have sold their home and bought the exact same home, their payment would go up substantially. Oh, sure. And yeah. The payment on the type of house they really want is maybe out of reach. They need rates to come down a little bit for that to be within their budget. Yep. Right. And they're starting and, to. And when rates, yeah, they're starting to. And most people think that rates are going to come down. It's kind of a question of how much, but mm-hmm. most people think that rates are going to come down during this year. Those people are probably, I would suggest, get yourself ready to go to pounce on that opportunity once it happens. And what that means right now is maybe get in touch with your lender. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can start beginning to talk about that and look at what the scenario looks like, whether you can sell you, whether you can buy without needing to sell. That's very important. And then the other thing that you can get started on anytime is getting those little projects done, getting your house listing ready. It doesn't hurt to have your house listing ready and just live in it. No. Treat your lawn like it's a golf course. Make your lawn look amazing come springtime. Isn't that what you're supposed to do anyway? You know? Yeah, but I mean, there's a little more pressure when it comes to selling a house. I'm sure there is. Do that, and you'll be so much ready, so much more ready, so much less stressed out when the time comes to pull the trigger and take advantage of these opportunities. So, all right. How does somebody get a hold of realty expert, John Brodeen? If you think everything we're talking about today is so complicated and they need to talk to you face to face, how do they do that, John? Yeah. 701-213-5428. Call or text me on that number. Or if you just want to get to know me more and learn more about real estate, check me out on social media, uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn everywhere. So big plans for the weekend. Uh, since I'm just getting back, I'm going to spend some time with my daughter. I missed her this week. Sure. And, um, yeah, just hang out. I don't think we got anything going on. All right. Nice. Well, uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks then. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. There you go. That's uh, realty expert, John Brodeen, your Berkshire Hathaway biweekly podcast, Friday edition. Hey, everybody have yourself a great week. We'll have another one of these podcasts coming up for you on Wednesday morning. <laughs>